Looking for something different this Thanksgiving? Take your family to the National Army Museum in Alexandria, Virginia. Just minutes from I-95 with free admission and parking. This is the perfect holiday outing for families of every size. You'll love the flight and tank simulators, 300-degree theater, and interactive training center. And you'll come face-to-face with rare and never-before-seen artifacts from Army history. It's all at the National Army Museum, with shopping and dining, too. Open on Thanksgiving Day and all weekend long. Plan your visit at usarmymuseum.org. Hello friends, welcome to Small Umbrella in the Rain, a deep dive into the world of Little Woman. I am Nina, your host, and I promise to keep you guys updated on my research. There are times when a person completely falls in love to a country or a culture. Because my uncle loved Germany, and that is the topic of this episode. One of the most helpful resources for me has been Christine Doyle's study called Singing Minion's Song, Influence of the German Literature and Culture in Little Woman. If there is only one academic essay that you ever read about Louisa May Alcott, I actually recommend to read that one. It does not only have amazing insights about Friedrich's character, but also the way Louisa implements German literature in Nat's, Laurie's and Dan's character arcs as well. Another book recommendation that I have is Lorraine Tosielos Only Cosi Prospers. Now I know Lorraine and I know she prefers her book to be promoted in an episode that is all about Friedrich rather than Laurie. Who can blame her? Lorraine's book is historical fiction about the time period that Louisa spent in New York. What I really liked about this book is the way Louisa was written to be a very complex persona. I do fear that a lot of Louisa May Alcott biographers have portrayed her very one-dimensionally, so I was impressed how multi-layered character Louisa was in this novel. And of course, following the theme of this episode, I was pleasantly surprised that the book included Louis's knowledge and love towards German culture. The book also has nice twist in Team Bear, Team Laurie debate, but I don't want to spoil that for you. I don't have a sponsor for this episode, so I'm just going to promote myself. For those of you who are new here, I am an artist and illustrator from Finland. And when I'm not doing research on Little Woman, I do pictures for books and I have just launched my first online art course, which is a watercolors for beginners. So if you have ever wanted to learn how to paint, this is your chance. Fairychamber.com. Now, small umbrella in the rain, little woman and Louisa May Alcott's love for Germany. Ezra Pound said that literature does not exist in a vacuum and semi-biographical novels are exactly that, semi-biographical, a work of fiction strongly influenced by events in an author's life. Writer Janet Manley describes Fritz Bear as a perfect mystery, a perfect crush. He is the perfect text, a space offering up multiple interpretations. In this video, I explore Friedrich's historical and cinematic evolution through gender studies, his and Joe's relationship, and the development of their romance, and how it correlated with Louisa May Alcott's own life, Louisa's adoration towards Germany and German culture. I will touch the fan culture as well, and how certain themes that have been repeated in the movies again and again affect the way people see Joe and Friedrich. The key ingredient in understanding Friedrich's character lies within Louisa May Alcott's love for Germany, German people, German language, German philosophy and most importantly, German literature. We might even refer Louisa May Alcott as a Germanophile, a person who has a great deal of interest towards German culture. There are multiple references to Germany in Little Woman. 
on the very first chapter of Little Woman, Cho wishes a copy of Undine and Sintram as a Christmas present. Undine and Sintram is a collection of Scandinavian and Germanic fables written by a French-German author, Friedrich de la Motte Fouquet, but catches the scarlet fever, which is terrible, but the marches never blamed the Hummels. Epidemic diseases were rather common back then, and Louisa always writes about the Hummels with a great sympathy. In the chapter Camp Lawrence, John Brooke translates a German song for Meg, and reads her parts from Mary Stuart, which is a play that was written by German poet and philosopher Friedrich Schiller. On Max and John's wedding, Laurie suggests that they dance like the Germans do. When Jo stays in New York, her hostess in the boarding house, Mrs. Kirk. Kirk is an anglicized last name for German word Kirche, meaning church. When it comes to the 19th century German culture and the influences of German immigration into American culture, Little Woman Saga is consistently favorable towards it. One of Louis's favorite authors was the German poet Goethe. And Goethe was one of the models for Friedrich's character. In Little Woman, on her grand tour in Europe with Aunt March, Amy visits Goethe's house and writes home and tells about it. On her first trip to Europe, Louisa herself made a pilgrimage to Goethe's house, went to Wiesbaden first, a pleasant gay place full of people, saw the gambling hall and people playing the fine grounds and drives, and then went to Frankfurt. Here I saw and enjoyed a good deal. The statues of Goethe, Schiller, Faust, Gutenberg, and Schaffer in the squares. Goethe's house is a tall, plain building with each story projecting over the lower and a Dutch roof, a marble slab over the front door, recording the date of Goethe's birth. I took a look at it and wanted to go in as it was empty, but there was no time. The most obvious and most important German influence in Little Woman is, of course, the love of Joe's life. Friedrich Bear. Little Woman takes place in the feminine sphere, which is one of the biggest reasons why I and millions of other readers love it. When it comes to the main three male characters, Laurie, Fritz and John, Louisa did not write explicit background stories to any of them. To explore Friedrich's character and to get better understanding of him, we need to explore Louisa, her personal life philosophy, values and of course her love for Germany. Friedrich is introduced quite early on in the second novel, and Jo is curious about him from the moment she sees him, and she finds him to be a kindred spirit. As I went downstairs soon after, I saw something I liked. The flights are very long in this tall house, and as I stood waiting at the heat of the third one for a little servant girl to lumber up, I saw a gentleman come along behind her, take her heavy hoard of coal out of her hand, carry it all the way up, put it down at a door nearby, and walk away, saying with a kind note and a foreign accent, it goes better so, the little bag is too young to have such heaviness. Wasn't it good of him? I like such things, for as father says, trifles show character. When I mentioned it to Mrs. K, that evening she laughed and said, that must have been Professor Bear. He is always doing things of that sort. Mrs. K told me he was from Berlin, very learned and good, but poor as a church mouse, and gives lessons to support himself and two little orphan nephews who he is educating here, according to the wishes of his sister, who married an American. Not a very romantic story, but it interests me, and I was glad to hear that Mrs. K lends him her parlor for some of his schoolers. 
There's a glass door between it and the nursery, and I meant to peep at him. And then I'll tell you how he looks. He's almost 40. So it's no harm, Marmy. Fritz is about 16 years older than Joe, which would mean that Friedrich is somewhere between 37 and 39 when they meet. There is a reason why Fritz is 16 years older than Joe. Louise had a professor of her own, and we'll get into that later on. In Little Woman Musical, Fritz is slightly younger. When he goes to court show, we find out that he has just had his 35th birthday. In the book, Friedrich returns to Joe's life during the springtime, some months after Beth's passing. If we combine the two, we can make an assumption that Fritz was born in the spring. If Fritz is almost 40 after the American Civil War, this means that he was born sometimes between 1825 and 1827. Fritz is very extrovert. He enjoys lively conversations, makes friends easily, sees beyond cultural boundaries. He is deeply religious, honest, cultured, but also quite romantic. It is not a coincidence that Friedrich is from Berlin. By the time Algot wrote Little Woman, Berlin was gaining more importance and would become the capital of the new German Empire in 1871. While being born and living in Berlin, Fritz would have absorbed all that the city had to offer. Architecture, literature, churches, philosophical circles, symposiums, markets and beer curtains. It is mentioned in the book that Fritz speaks several languages, and in the books he speaks French few times. Berlin was one of the most multicultural German cities in the 19th century, and there was a large French-speaking immigrant population. The fact that Fritz speaks several languages indicates that he has done some traveling and is in that sense as much of a cosmopolitan as Amy and Laurie are. We learned that Friedrich used to be a respected professor in Berlin, and this only increases Jo's interest towards him. Jo valued goodness highly, but she also possessed a most feminine respect for intellect and a little discovery which he made about the professor added much to her regard for him. He never spoke of himself, and no one ever knew that in his native city he had been a man much honored for learning and integrity till a countryman came to see him. He never spoke of himself, and in a conversation with Miss Norton, divulged the pleasing fact from her Joe learned it, and liked it all the better because Mr. Bear had never told it. She felt proud to know that he was an honored professor in Berlin, though only a poor language master in America, and his homely, hard-working life was much beautified by the spice of romance which this discovery gave it. It is very likely that Louisa had Humboldt's university in her mind. During the time when Louisa did her first visit to Germany, it was known as the University of Berlin. University was established in 1809, which makes it only fitting that Friedrich would have studied and worked as a professor there. University is known for producing some of the most well-known German thinkers and philosophers. We are not told a lot about Friedrich's family. We find out that he had a sister, Mina, who married an American, and on her deathbed she asked Fritz to take care of his nephews and raise them in America. It is not part of the canon, but I have read a couple of fanfics where Mina's husband was an American journalist who abandoned his family, and Mina was also quite possibly a journalist. This would explain why Friedrich does his best to look after the boys, 
wants to be a good role model and someone who never abandons them. Book does imply that Friedrich and Mina were very close. This is a common narrative pattern in Louisa May Alcott's novels. In work story of experience, the protagonist's love interest David has lost a connection with his sister. In Moods, the character of Jeffrey Moore takes care of his ill sister until she passes away. Of course, the loss of a sister is something that also bonds Joe and Fritz. In the 19th century, German immigrants were the second biggest group of immigrants in the US, only surpassed by Irish immigrants. March family and the Alcots in real life were descendants of Irish immigrants. Between 1847 and 1855, German immigrants came to US in large numbers. Many came in the hopes of better way of life, others because of individual curiosity, economic hardships, political struggles or religious persecutions. Many escaped the crop failure and famine. When we first meet Friedrich, we find out that he has been living in New York for five years, which means that he arrived in 1860. In the early 1860s, main transportation across the Atlantic was made with sails and the trip could last one to three months. This would mean that Fritz would have a ride with a sailing ship that was designed for a cargo carriage. These ships were quite hazardous and accommodation were small and dark. The second wave of German immigrants arrived in the end of the 1860s, escaping the German wars. Friedrich's reasons for leaving his home country are family related. There are a couple occasions in Little Woman that do give an impression that Fritz has faced oppression and discrimination. And Joe does make a note to herself that he must have had a hard life. It is not a coincidence that Joe and Friedrich meet in New York of all places. Many of the German immigrants moved into the cities in North, like New York, which already had established German communities. These communities were tight. When Friedrich comes to visit Joe in Concord, the reader finds out that he has German friends there. Louisa very intentionally included messages of social justice to her works. A lot of the details of Friedrich's backstory are not included in the movies and TV adaptations. Because of the screenwriter's personal biases, xenophobia and ignorance over the source material. Yes, this is going to be a video essay about Louisa May Alcott's intersectional feminism. Louisa May Alcott was born into the New England's transcendent... Whether a date night or family holiday outing, Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights is the perfect way to experience the magic of the holidays. The half-mile walk through Vienna's enchanting Meadowlark Botanical Gardens features lighted nature themes and sparkling displays. Get your tickets now at winterwalkoflights.com. Extend your holiday season and beat the rush with a weeknight visit in November or early December. Plan your visit and buy tickets at winterwalkoflights.com. That's winterwalkoflights.com. Transcendentalist movement. Transcendentalism was very much an American movement, but its roots were within German philosophy and romanticism, especially in the transnational ideas of Immanuel Kant and his new ethic of universal hospitality. There are a couple basic principles within transcendentalist philosophy. Human beings are inherently good and pure. Nature was the ultimate mediator and expression of God who was present all around. Self-reflection and being true to oneself was encouraged. From a very early age, Louisa practiced self-reflection and observance 
and from her novels, Little Woman and Old Fashioned Girl have biggest transcendentalist influences. Little Woman film from 1994 is one of the rare adaptations with clear references to transcendentalism. When Joan meets Fritz, they talk about German philosophy. Joan mentions that her parents were part of a rather unusual circle in Concord, and she mentions that she adores Goethe. Friedrich quotes a poem from another transcendentalist, Walt Whitman, and Joe joins him. Transcendentalists believed that it was through the observation and appreciation of nature that the human soul was enlightened. The idea of being true authentic self becomes part of their conversation. Transcendentalist love for nature can be seen in the movie In the Presence of Flowers and Plants in the Outdoors and Indoors. Proposals in the movie and in the book takes place in nature and it correlates the way in the book Friedrich has kept Joe's poem. Purity of love and love will come in the falling of summer rain. Musa Mealcott was surrounded by the greatest thinkers of her time, Margaret Fuller, Ralph Waldo Emerson, Henry David Thoreau and Nathaniel Hawthorne. Father Bronson Alcott showed her an idealistic and ultimately unworkable version of the movement. Throughout Lewis's childhood, Bronson pursued philosophical ideas by establishing the Temple School, where he sought to teach children according to his transcendental ideas. Some of Bronson's ideas were too radical for the parents, and eventually he was forced to resign when he took a black child as a student. Soon after the closing of the Temple School, the family moved to Farmstead to establish a utopian society called Fruitlands. There, they attempted to live off the land, follow a strict vegetarian diet, and more fully implement the ideas that Bronson deemed important. Fruitland was a terrible failure. The Alcots were subjected to backbreaking work, but barely survived the winter. After a little less than a year on the homestead, they left. Although Louisa had seen her father's transcendentalist projects fail, she still believed in the philosophy as much as he did, and blamed the setbacks on poor planning and execution. It was after this that they moved to Concord, where the transcendentalist movement started to take shape. Emerson was a good friend of Bronson, and Louisa frequently borrowed books from Emerson's library and learned about nature from Henry David Thoreau. Margaret Fuller made an everlasting impression on Louisa with her philosophy and feminist ideas. It was unusual for the time for mother to work outside the home, but Abba Alcott did. Bronson had determination to give his daughters proper education, also unusual for the time. Abba had less interest towards the ideological side of, of transcendentalism, but more in what practical tools transcendentalism offered. Louisa had mixed emotions about transcendentalism. Intricate and inspired by the ideal of self-reliance, she still knew from first-hand experience that self-reliance really meant reliance on others and required the self-sacrifice of family members. Louisa wanted to tie the two opposite knots of her parents' ideas. This drew her to Ralph Waldo Emerson's theories and ideas as they represented a more complete way of living out of the transcendental philosophy. Her journals illustrate her love for his philosophies, calling him the man who has helped me most by his life, his books, his society. Emerson's philosophy on how good deeds bring happiness and satisfaction to one's life deeply affected Louisa and her written works. Louisa was as well heavily affected by Goethe's ideas of self-reliance. Topic of self-reliance is a constant theme in Little Woman and essentially important when getting to know the characters.
blogger Kelly Rome writes, As a German immigrant, Professor Bear understands and experiences hard work and struggle. He bears in mind the responsibility he has in caring for a woman if he is to marry. He is more grounded and stable than Laurie, whose idealized hopes of marriage remind me of Louis's own description of her imprudent father. Quote, he was a man in a balloon, with his family holding the ropes, trying to hold him down to earth. Here's a quote from Little Woman. In a minute, a hand came down over the page so that she could not draw, and Loris was said, with a troll imitation of a penitent child, I will be good, oh, I will be good. But Amy did not laugh, for she was in earnest, and tapping on the outspread hand with her pencil said soberly, Aren't you ashamed of a hand like that? It's as soft and white as a woman's, and looks as if it never did anything but wear Chewin's best gloves and pick flowers for ladies. Amy being a working class girl, she doesn't have any problems reminding Laurie that he has not worked a day in his life. Many Alcott schoolers believe that the poor nutrition in fruitlands might have affected on Louis's hormonal balance, same way as Joe, Louisa was a tomboy. Louisa was very protective over her mother, who she adored, and her love for her family was fierce. From very early on, she took the role of the provider, or the way Jo describes herself as the man of the house. And Alcott was 11 years older than her literal counterpart, Meg March, when she married. Same way as Jo grieved Meg marrying, so did Louisa, not because John, the real and the fictional one, was a bad person, but because it meant the change in the family dynamics. In the book, Jo says that she'd rather marry Meg herself, which has led many to believe that Jo is a lesbian. But with Jo, there is no context for her fear, because Jo's childhood was quite safe and idyllic, whereas Louisa's was more unstable and turbulent. Family went through a lot together. Louisa was upset when Anna announced that she was getting married. Anna was 28 at the time, and Louisa was 27. It happened only three weeks after they had lost their sister. Louisa's wish to keep the family together and fear of losing it is understandable. If you do research on transcendentalists, you will soon find out that there was a great deal of gender fluidity. I would highly recommend Susan Bailey's article on the 19th century female relationship in Little Woman. I will add the link to the description. We live in a culture in which it is common not to try and understand what the other says and means, in this case the author, but to assume it is some preconceived idea or trope we have in our heads, we love something that we hate, we love or we want to think that we are. It is a pity that it is so, because when we erase the fragility and faults of characters, we deprive ourselves from seeing the reflection of our own in them and learn and grow. Masculinity and femininity are social structures made of biological and cultural factors. Cho struggles to find a balance between the two during the time when the world between man and woman was separated. There is a stereotype that Cho is quite adventurous. Is she? She's quite adventurous inside her head and she's good at making up stories and likes acting. Writing is a safe escape to live vicariously, because she can do that from a safe place. With Laurie, she can live in boys' world through his masculine energy. Jo likes to speak about sports and such, but because of her gender, she's prevented to join any teams. In the first book, after Laurie pretended to be John Brook and, and catfished Meg with letters and deeply hurt her, which is not never included in any movie adaptations, 
he asks Cho to go to Washington with him and surprise Mr. Brooke. Cho is tempted by the idea, but she sees that such a trip is Laurie's way of getting away from his grandfather. Cho likes to dream, but she knows that reality would be completely different, and Laurie never grows if he doesn't learn from his mistakes. Louisa's attempt, however, is not to make certain habits in a person clearly masculine or feminine, but to blur the lines. Cho is good at sewing, and in fact, she's a good dressmaker, likes to knit and mend clothes. Louisa herself likes sewing. We see all the girls sewing together in the beginning of the 1933 film and in the 1949 film Jo sews and knits. In the book Jo sees that Mr. Bear is mending his own socks and she is both surprised and impressed about it. She's impressed how self-reliant he is. Some readers have found it odd how Jo wants to start a school for boys. When Jo sees the hungry look in Laurie's eyes when he looks at her family, she practically adopts him. Louisa in her personal life was devoted to charity work and she worked as a nurse. Taking care of others was something that came naturally to her. Gender fluidity continues in the sequels. The character of Nat is very sensitive, musical and a lot like Laurie. Dan is almost too masculine and doesn't want to show his vulnerability. In Little Men, Jo's niece Daisy complains how boys won't include her into their games and Jo privately thinks that in the house that is filled with boys, the only girl is the most difficult to please. She gets Daisy a small toy stove and teaches her to cook while turning it into a play. This is not the 15-year-old Jo who thinks that everyone should be like her. Instead, she supports Daisy's individuality. Daisy's femininity is balanced by Nan, who is another tomboy. Even her name is a mixture between Nat and Dan. Jo doesn't like to go to parties or social events like Meg and Amy do. She rather stays at home and writes. Jo doesn't fit well to Concord or the traditional female role. She's allowed to be herself in her home. She does compare herself to Meg and the way she is treated differently for being traditionally feminine. Same happens with Amy in the second book. Jealousy Jo sometimes feels is caused by the fact that, that her sisters are better accepted than she is because of her nonconformity, and this causes Jo feelings of isolation. In chapter calls, Shira speaks to pets and plays with the children of the house and talks with the adults. Jo makes the assumption that the aunts take her to Europe, even after when she has blurted to Aunt Carl that she hates French. Neither she seemed to have put much effort to study languages, which would be quite important if she would have seriously wanted to go to Europe with the ants. Jo dreams about the foreign, but if she was abroad, especially with people like Aunt Marge, who she had difficult relationship with, Jo would be rather homesick. In New York, Jo hesitates in the door of the newspaper quite a while when she tries to sell her first story. She rather spends time with Friedrich and goes to see new acquaintances, and in her letters to Mommy and Beth, she writes that she feels shy among strangers. Friedrich is based on several people in Louis's life, and I have traced Friedrich to five different men, and I intend to talk about all of them in these essays. I agree with many old schoolers that philosopher Henry David Thoreau was the real life Friedrich. I have made an entire video about his and Louis's relationship. Check it out after you have finished this one. I am now going to read you some passages from Little Woman and Walter Hording's Thoreau biography. Terrors invited the Alcots in for the Sunday dinner. Thoreau quickly realized that Alcott provided a very different intellectual fare than did even the most stimulating Concord farmer. The two found much in common to talk about, and Alcott often read to Thoreau from his correspondence with his English disciples 
on theories of education. While the rest of the world was denouncing Bronson Alcott as an impractical dreamer, Thoreau was able to overlook his faults and foibles, of which there were unquestionably many. A Little Woman Chapter Surprises Mr. Bear's face had lost the absent-minded expression and looked all alive with interest in the present moment, actually young and handsome, she thought, forgetting to compare him with Laurie, as she usually did with strange men. Then he seemed quite inspired, though the burial customs of the ancients, to which the conversation had strayed, might not be considered an exhilarating topic. Joe quite glowed with the triumph when Teddy got quenched in an argument, and thought to herself as she watched her father's absorbed face, how he would enjoy such a man as my professor to talk with every day. This part reminded me the way Joe notices how Friedrich is helping the servant girl. Even the household maids were delighted, for Thoreau was always ready and willing to mend what was broken, even before they could call them to his attention. Henry appears in multiple disguises in Lewis's novels. He's Friedrich in Little Woman, Dan Keen in Little Man and Joe's Boys, Adam Warwick in Moods, David in work, story of experience, and Mac in Rose in Bloom, just to name a few. Quite many of Lucy's diary markings about Henry are censored. Still 160 years ago, people had right to their privacy. Thank you for watching, guys. Next video is going to be all about the umbrella, and the way Joe wishes that she would have someone to help her with her writings much before she travels to New York. Make sure to tune back for it. Moi moi. Whether a date night or family holiday outing, Meadowlark's Winter Walk of Lights is the perfect way to experience the magic of the holidays. The half-mile walk through Vienna's enchanting Meadowlark Botanical Gardens features lighted nature themes and sparkling displays. Get your tickets now at winterwalkoflights.com. Extend your holiday season and beat the rush with a weeknight visit in November or early December. Plan your visit and buy tickets at winterwalkoflights.com. That's winterwalkoflights.com.